0: Everybody, Brian McCumber here with Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we have a very special guest on the podcast. We are fortunate to have Nazarati returning as a featured guest on the show. And if you don't know who she, who she is, then you're missing out big time because during this whole stay at home lockdown, she did over $200,000 drop shipping and is currently doing up to $25,000 days. Nas continues to raise a bar has been keeping it real. I'm telling you, she's been keeping it real the whole time. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again, because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. Nas has been absolutely killing it in e-commerce, and Nas has an awesome presence on YouTube and Instagram, helping out a lot of people figure out this dropshipping thing. Last year, Nas was a featured speaker at our Dropship Chicago event, and if it wasn't for this whole world historic event that we're going through, we were supposed to have our own Skydive Ecom Mastermind in L.A. back in March, and we're going to talk about that as well. So time is money, and everyone's looking to get a piece of her time, and I'm so happy to have her on the show today. Naz, thanks for joining us. How's it going?
1: I'm doing great. So excited to be here. Thanks for having me again on your podcast.
0: Oh, really great, man. It's really glad to have you. And you know what? I want to give for the audience, or actually, this is for the podcast. I want to put like a timestamp because I've noticed that You know, just to give perspective, this is April 27th. Yeah. And we're still in the middle of this, you know, historic event that's going on. We got the global pandemic, stay-at-home orders, and you know, recently reported over 26 million lost jobs in the United States. So a lot of things. So just to give perspective, as you know, this is the time frame where we're discussing this podcast. But I'd say you know, for the audience, you know, maybe you could do a quick introduction about yourself, and then we'll just take it from there.
1: Awesome. Well, um, well, my name is Naz. If you guys don't know um, I've been dropshipping for about three years three and a half years but seriously like taking it serious and making money about three years recently honestly like I'm just here to at some point after a while you just want to help people so I'm here now to help people do the same thing you know start making money online especially during this time I hate to be one of those people be like hey this is you're gonna start dropshipping and make money tomorrow and start making money but I think it's one of the best things, if you put work and effort into it, it's one of the best things you could actually do, especially during these times. Like this is like an eye opening because all businesses are down and it makes you realize how you can go and make money online from your laptop and nothing else has changed. Even like the conversion is higher. I mean, if that, if something has changed, it's conversion, which is a higher now, but nothing else has changed when it comes to online businesses. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's I'm glad that you touched on that for sure. And it's just an amazing thing that that's happening. And Tony Robbins, you know, said it well, whereas like, you know, people would take action either through inspiration or desperation. And and I feel like, you know, people that have taken action in the realm of developing their own side hustles. And uh, in the past, you know, You know, year and multiple years is like really through inspiration, taking advantage of the opportunities that exist related to drop shipping and e commerce. And then now, you know, what we're dealing with today, I think there's a lot of people that are now responding to desperation. You know, they need that that hustle, which is important. And I think, you know, with, with the platforms that that we have and and it's been the point of the podcast to help steer people to people that have been having real success and keeping it real. And nasa has been, you know, been, you know, educating people and, and helping people throughout this time while just totally crushing it in their own business. And, and it's just been really great. And I'm glad that you're taking the time out here today But I would say, you know, there's one question that I wanted to to ask, and I think it's important for a lot of people. Right. So in this thing is like, okay, imagine you had a couple thousand dollars to your name. Yeah. And in these current times, if you had to start all over again, knowing what you know now, what would you do over the next 30 days to start a business that would actually make you money and why?
1: So number one, I would uh, find someone to learn from. I mean, that's really crucial. I know a lot of information is online and you can find them, but it's so spread out and confusing that it's harder to actually find from mul- find multiple people to learn from. So I would choose one person, one person that I trust, that I know they're real and learn from. And number two is just, uh, I mean, save money for ads, Facebook ads, since we were talking about dropshipping and then listen to what advice they give you and start testing not only in dropshipping but any business you have to test a lot of aspects right a lot of angles a lot of things and just start testing 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 and with the right guidance i mean it's i don't see why you shouldn't be profitable in the next you know 30 or 60 days
0: Really, really good. Yeah, for sure. And I think that even brings up one of the things that I think was really awesome. It it has to do with your YouTube video that you're showing here. And actually, let me even show, for those that are watching live on on YouTube and Facebook, you can see Naz's YouTube channel. And she did one recent, uh, about a couple of weeks ago, which was, you know, 200k during a pandemic, which is really awesome. So, I was wondering if you could help share that with the audience,
1: uh, of course. Actually, I was gonna, I, don't, I didn't want to ruin the introduction, but now we're about 600,000 because that video was uh posted wow. three weeks ago, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's for three weeks ago. So, right now, uh, we're actually um, because I, I was scaling three stores at the time, uh, and then that when I posted that video, I just hit 200,000. And I think like it, um, in two weeks or three weeks, something like that. And then right after on that specific store, we hit 300, I think 20 or 30,000 and I died up. But at the same time I was scaling another store that that one is right now also around 300,000. So we're, we're having well, I was leaving 25,000 in one store and about 20,000, another store, and like about like three, 4,000 in the third store. So it was like, three spread out stores that I was scaling. So not to make everyone confused, but we're like, we're, we're doing about probably over 40,000 a day, well, multiple stores. And one of the reasons i probably, people are gonna be like, why is it different stores? I got uh, my ad account. I can't spend more than 5,000. I've been talking to them and they're not letting me more than spend more than 5,000 a day. So I have to spread out my stores now. <laughs>
0: that's a good problem to have wow that's powerful and really great stuff so it goes to show folks that you know things are Mm -hmm. happening now people are wondering you know uh, I think that's even one of the questions that came in is is drop shipping still working for some reason people always seem to ask that question is drop shipping dead but Uh this person asks is drop shipping dying and uh, how would you respond to that
1: Definitely not. And if anything <laughs> I would say right now is almost as easy as 2016. Because I, I feel like that when when I started, it was way easier till right before the pandemic. The reason is if you like, if you search online, a lot of people now switching from obviously they can't go buy stuff, so they're buying things online. And I, the, apparently, there was like a fifty percent increase in online shopping in the last five weeks or so. And so that says something, that says a lot about how much people are buying now online. And a lot of people are bored, like they're bored on their laptop and just buying stuff. My average conversion before this pandemic was about three, like on good days, it would be 3%. Now I'm like up to 7, 8%. That means 7, 8% of people that come to my store, they buy from my store, which is an insane conversion. Like I went from twenty five to thirty percent profit to forty to forty five percent profit of what I'm selling. Wow. So definitely, it, if anything right now is the best time to get started. A lot of advertiser advertisers are also scared to sell. So a lot of people step back. so it's a lot of more space for people to know if you know how to do it right, you know? And a lot of people also are scared to get started. So again, less competition, more people buying. So that's definitely like says something, you know?
0: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And you you said it very well, which is like, I mean, a lot of people say related to like, you know, it feels like Black Friday or back in Q4, people are shopping for Christmas time. And, God. you know, I would describe it as like, you know, already we saw last year, you know, buying habits were shifting. Yeah. And I always bring up like, okay, you know, before Christmas, I remember seeing you know, the Toys R Us store was closed down, you know, which meant that buying habits were already shifting. People were more buying online than they were going physically to the store. Now you fast forward to today, you know, one, we have the stay at home orders and only essential stores are open. But then two, people don't actually want to go out there physically to the stores anymore. So everybody is buying online, which... Which uh, would you relate that? Like, that's probably one of the reasons why it's, it's scaling up, like the number of sales.
1: Oh, I mean, absolutely. People can't go to the stores. Like, it's one of those things also that people get dopamine rush from, right? Buying stuff. So they can't go to the store to get that dopamine rush, they have to do it online. I, I myself, I'm just like even stress shopping or like, like board shopping. Like <laughs> if I'm doing it and I know what I'm doing, like, you know, imagine the people that like they don't, they're not exactly online marketers. Like they definitely are like, you know, buying stuff online. So yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome stuff. Let's see, let's add, let's field the uh, questions. You're getting a bunch of questions coming in for sure. And uh okay, so we talked about the dime for some reason a couple people asking about dime, but you answered that very well. What is your advice for a dropshipping beginner to start with what niche or general store, what kind of product to start with?
1: Okay. So this is like I feel like one of the most asked question is should I start a general store, niche store, one product store? I'm not saying that one is necessarily better than the other, but I think is it depends what stage of your journey you are. like if you're just getting started, it's really hard to find one product that you know it's gonna work. It's different if you're a little bit more advanced then you know how to make one product work. Uh, You could start one product store, but if you're just getting started, I feel like general store is the way to go just because you're still, you don't know what saturated product is. It takes months or weeks or depends how fast you're learning. You don't know what saturated products are or like how it works. You would start with a general store and you know, like you can test whatever on the general store. The only difference that is going to have between general and like niche or one product store is you're going to have slightly lower conversion if you have a winning product. So I would say definitely start with general store. And after like, you know, getting a couple of winning products, you could start, you can move on to niche store and one product store and get into branding and whatever you know your heart desires. But in the beginning, I would say definitely start with a general store.
0: Really good, really good. And uh, we have another question that came in. Do you guys recommend a miles credit card to start with drop shipping?
1: Miles credit card. I mean, there are so many cr- good credit cards out there. Depends what you want it for. Like if you travel a lot, obviously, get a credit card that gives you, you know, travel point. If you want cash back, you can do cash backs. If there's like a lot of like American Express, Chess Sapphire. Those are like pretty great cards to start with if you have good credit Uh, It depends on what you want it for. If you're looking to travel, if you're looking to, you know, but it's great because you're going to be spending so much money on ads and your products. So if you put it on credit card, you'll have like, I know people having like three years, four years of free uh, travel because they've been putting all like your expenses, you know, all the product and ads expenses on their credit card. So depends on what you're looking
0: for. Yeah, really good. Yeah, really good. And yeah, I mean, I would say I would second that, which is just kind of like, a, it's up, it's up to you guys, but definitely use, you know, some type of rewards thing, you know, take advantage of the transactions that are going through, right. Yeah. And uh, probably the first source that comes to mind is like, I think it's called NerdWallet. So if you go to Nerd Wallet, you know, it'll tell you all the different things and the reasons why. So like now it's explaining if you want more travel, they're, probably be a better card for that. If you want more reward points so that it can actually be money so you can actually buy things on like Amazon, there's probably better cards for that. So I'd say check that out. But yeah, that's a good question. There's another one that says, how do you avoid getting banned on Facebook ads? I see more people are getting their ads and accounts banned for no reason. I'd like to prevent that.
1: There's actually never no reason. Now I'm (laughs) thinking... I just made like a 20, 30 minutes YouTube video yesterday, which is going to be posted next week, but I'm going to briefly go through it. But if you want to watch the whole video, follow me, and then I'll be posting it next week. The thing is, (laughs) like a lot of people, Facebook, you got to figure out how Facebooks work. Like go, like actually read their policies, first of all. I haven't been getting disabled in a while, and I I was getting disabled a lot. And I was wondering why the hell is this happening? Then I kind of had a, you know, like, Reality check with myself. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what is it that I'm breaking? Like, there's a rule that I'm breaking, and they're very smart. Facebook goes and scan your ads. If you, even when you're getting started, first of all, when going way, way back, if you're, if you have suspicious activity, like that's one reason that you could get banned. This is before getting even to your ads. Like, if your billing address doesn't match your card that is connected to your ad, and all these things actually affect you later. So, when you start running ads, it's going to get, it's going to deactivate you because of suspicious activity, which is crazy. Mm. A lot of people don't know these things, but this is like getting too detailed. Another thing is <laughs> Facebook scans your ads. If your ad is getting people giving people bad experience, um, they don't like it. You know, a lot of, and they have like a list of things, like probably hundred things that is considered bad experience for the audience, which you're going to go look at it. Even like focusing on body part, like if you're showing too much hands in your ad, Facebook doesn't like that. Like they actually go and might even disable you because you're showing a little bit of too of too much of nails in your ads, or like if you talk too much about money, like they don't like it. Like a lot of things that I don't like, and if they <laughs> feel like you're giving your audience bad experience, they go and disable you. And uh, there's so many reasons, but I'll I'll well, follow me and I'll post the full video <laughs> on why Facebook disables you next week. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's really good, and I would say you know even to add to that because Naz is really good. I say definitely follow her. If you guys are watching, you can see her YouTube channel up there. She does a lot, and and it's very nice of you. I mean, you're very transparent about sharing you know some of the things that that you're experiencing. Because I tell you, she tests more than than most people out I there.
1: Every the <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm kind of a not OCD but I like to test everything myself just to make sure if it works or if it doesn't
0: uh-huh <laughs> that's great and then you know sharing sharing the experiences there which, which is awesome and that happens to a lot of people and you know there's probably uh, reasons that Facebook Facebook has and you just got to follow through and try to do your best of to follow the guidelines as much as you can This yep. is really the best practice there
1: absolutely so
0: one person, asked, how do you manage scaling all those stores at once?
1: Uh, Well, by outsourcing, you would want to have multiple VAs for your emails. First thing that I would hire is your emails because you're going to get a lot of emails if you're scaling to that level. So once, and I think that's like 50% of your headaches are are the emails, to be honest. And then you would want to have obviously good customer service because if you want to scale higher and want to not get disabled, you want to have good customer service. Yeah. I would just say outsourcing, outsourcing everything and just focus on one aspect of your business. And a lot, like I've been telling people, like you got to work, like you, you're 5% of your business. you got to outsource 95% or you're going to go crazy. Like you're literally going to go crazy if you want to do everything yourself. You got to outsource 95% of your business and work 5% on your business.
0: Yeah. What What's that core that, that you focus on?
1: Uh, Facebook ads.
0: Facebook ads? That's okay. Because
1: I enjoy it so much. And like, it's something that is hard to trust other people to run for you. Uh huh. You know?
0: Yeah. What about product research? Do you have, you got a process?
1: I, you know, I actually do my own product research too. I, those yeah. two things. But it's not yeah. very time, like, once you have, like, once I have two, three products I'm scaling, I'm not going to be doing product research till they die. die Like, I probably should be, but I have two, three <laughs> products. You know, like, yeah. it's like so much work that I'm not going to be, like, it's not something that I'm going to do every day. I'll do it maybe, like, once I find my two, three winning products, I don't do product research till, like it, like, I have one left. And then... I start product research again so I can find another and another. You know what I'm saying?
0: Ah, that's really good. Yeah. So it keeps you focused to really make the most out of the stores that you do have.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's awesome.
1: Scaling three products, even though I outsource everything, I still like wake up. I'm like, oh, what is my supplier doing? Is everything out? You know, still a lot of products (laughs) are selling that you still, like right now, I have about 150,000 on hold on PayPal. So that means if anything goes wrong, I could not get that money. You know what I'm saying? Which hold that holds like for three, four months. So I have to make sure that everything is in place, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's really good. Thanks for sharing that for sure. So, like, I mean, for the audience, you can kind of see the importance of things and, and how to be able to scale. She's she's talking about those different aspects of it. So I'd say this is kind of like part of the thing where you want to re-listen to it over again because you'll you'll catch those nuggets that are in there for sure. And uh, yeah, you got questions flowing in. So we'll keep answering them. I think these are good. Let's see here. How many orders on AliExpress is classed as saturated? So I think they're trying to understand, you know, what makes a product saturated.
1: I would say over 500. None of the products that I scaled had over 500 orders. I I know people that scale products that are like more orders, but they don't last as long. Because a lot of people are probably scaling that product back. Does that make sense? So because my winning yeah. products usually last about 3, 4, maybe 5 months, which is like long for a dropshipping product. But if if they have like more orders like 1,000, 2,000, if you have a really, really good creative, you can bring it back. But it's, it, it just dies off after a month or so. It dies off faster.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really good. And we got another question that said... What other services other than PayPal can you recommend people getting accounts free frozen?
1: I think he means like what processors. That's what I'm guessing. So yeah. I, I've been using Shopify payments and Stripe and all that. And I've never had issues with anyone. And one reason, again, another reason that a lot of people... Like these things don't happen for no reason, right? Like I 100% believe that your account just won't get frozen for no reason, right? Even with PayPal, when I say my money is on hold, it's 20% of my sales that goes on hold. I don't, I've never had like 100% on hold. You know what I'm saying? It's like a 20% is only for three months. It's not as bad as everything else just because they know I'm dropshipping and they're still willing to work with me with that, which is I'm actually thankful. It's only 20%. One thing is, is you got to fulfill your orders right away. This is like super important when you're using a processor. Processors scan you every day to make sure that you're fulfilling your orders. And if, you, if you're fulfilling from AliExpress and it's taking you a week to actually get tracking number, they don't like that. They're going to go and you're high risk if you're taking a week to have tracking numbers. So what I recommend, this is what I do. At least during this time, this is probably my made up solution for this. And I don't know anybody else <laughs> who does that. So when you're testing during this time, do not do not use AliExpress to fulfill orders. I go on eBay. I know this is kind of crazy, but I find, warehouses in the U.S. And I, buy, I know I have to pay a little bit more when I'm like, I'm just testing, right? I'm probably not going to be profiting from the product that people ordered. I order from eBay and then get it delivered for now till I have consistent orders that I could work with my actual supplier. So you have to have 10 to 20 orders a day consistently to be able to work with a supplier in China. My supplier every single night goes on my store and upload all the trackings. So I buy, now that I know I'm scaling, I buy everything in book. So I pay like 10,000 in advance. I know the whole point of dropshipping is not to buy everything in advance, but I want to, since I know I'm scaling, I do it just because I want it to move fast and I don't want to have problems with processors. And I, I highly recommend if you're scaling, like do that, like pay in advance and get the products to their warehouse. So you have it there and then they ship it out every day. So my products... During this time, it's been getting to my customers around 10 to 12 days, which is kind of insane knowing that Amazon is is taking a week to deliver. So (laughs) let's compare like, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. I would highly
1: recommend that you fulfill your orders like right away if you want to have no issues with the processors. You also want to update the tracking to your PayPal. So a lot of people don't know this. You can also upload it into PayPal. And then PayPal just takes it easy with you, you know?
0: That was a that's reference. really good, man, that's, that's a really good tip. And hopefully the audience caught on to that. And for so many reasons, which is like going from testing to, to scaling mode, and she just described, you know, when you're making that investment, because you pretty much want to use and this is where, you know, business is doing is like, you want to use drop shipping as, as kind of like a proof and concept, you know, prove it out. With yeah. drop shipping because it's low risk, low investment, and then when you find that that product that's worth making the investment, uh, like Nas described, you know she can make the investment and have orders or products ready to ship faster, potentially even better pricing, and she's getting faster yeah. shipping and so on, and that allows her to to scale and to know that okay, she's she she has the inventory to fill that and so on, which is that's awesome. So yeah, thanks for describing that because. Uh, I think most people miss that and there's also I'm I'm noticing a good number of people that are now entering in or now thinking to get into to selling and for surprisingly there's still a good number of people that are already looking to buy inventory as the first step before yeah. they even know the product's going to sell so yeah. you know the whole point of dropshipping is that you can avoid you know, having like a garage full of products and, you know, not end up with inventory, not, you know, stuck with (laughs) everything in there. Right. So it's just an amazing thing for sure. But yeah, thanks for, thanks for explaining that. One person asked, what's the best way to test products quickly?
1: Best way. I mean, I think the most time consuming part of testing product is the video that you make. So I would recommend outsourcing your videos, like get someone to make the videos for you. And I, I recently been working with a company, which is like, they've been really good. If, if you guys want more info, just DM me on Instagram. But one thing is like, just get someone to make the videos for you. Do the product research yourself and then find someone reliable to make the videos for you. And then just, that's the quickest way that you could actually test, bunch of products cuz the other things are not that time consuming if you if you're not a video editor it's going to take you a whole day to actually edit one video maybe longer maybe two days and then I'm um, talking talk about 30 to 45 second videos and then that's going to be super time consuming you're going to be taking like if even if you work every single day you're going to take like two months to test like 10 products you know so i i would i would say definitely outsource your video editing And get good videos made. I see a lot of people using bad videos and wonder why their dropshipping business is not working. And then (laughs) creative is just as important as your product. I used to say product is the most important thing because I didn't think people would use bad videos for their products. But now I have to emphasize that product and videos and your creative is just as important.
0: Yeah. Yeah, thanks yeah. for that. That's actually yeah, really important. It's, uh, you know, because instead of just leaning on, you know, the product to sell itself, you know, make a little effort. Yeah. You know, to put your, you know, sales and marketing cap on, you know, to really, you know, try to attract people and, and to encourage them to buy. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's see the next question. And that that previous question, I'll try to do some name shout outs. That was from Daniel Tavares, So shout out to Daniel. Uh, Another one we got here is, do you recommend an ad set for each interest? He said, for "For uh, example, a product has at least 15 interests or should I do 15 ad sets? So if he wants to target uh, 15 uh, interests or should he... uh,
1: Don't worry about interest. Like, uh, Like... It's not a big, honestly, I've been testing with no interest recently and it's been working great. People call me crazy. They're like, there's no way. And I made a video (laughs) on it. A lot of people were like, oh, you're, you're because you had a lot of sales. Actually, the account that I used to try test product was, I had like two, three sales on it, the ad account. And I was testing it on like no interest. Facebook is so smart now that they know what you're selling and they go and find the right audience. You literally could put no interest and Facebook find finds the right audience for you. But if you really want to do interest, it's not gonna make like it's not gonna find it's not gonna make the video, like your product a winning product because you're using interest or not using interest. You know what I'm saying? So what do you wanna do? If you're doing that, I just do single targeting. I do one interest and I keep it really big, like 10 million population. And or just do no interest. Let, just let Facebook do its thing, you know? Facebook knows what they're doing and you, know, you don't have to like you don't have to worry so much about interest anymore.
0: No, that's really good. Yeah, I did catch that in in I think it was actually that video that that you shared with the 200k during the pandemic and I caught that and I was just like, yes. wow, that's pretty cool. So yeah. even that option where that checkbox I forgot how it's worded where like expand yeah is that check. If
1: you or expanded or not anymore? Like I, I like we're at that point that Facebook knows what they're doing, like what they're doing. So I tested it both, expand and not expand it. And either way, you're, if your product and your video is good enough, like you're going to be getting sales. The, now the question is, how can you maximize your profit? It's not about just making it profitable, it's how you can maximize your profit at that point.
0: Yeah, so you can yeah.
1: expand it or not expand it. Like it doesn't really matter.
0: that's awesome Uh, this is great stuff for sure and let's see we got some more questions we'll keep going down here because I think these good questions are leading to really good conversations and hopefully you guys are getting really good value here as well because I know I am just by uh, hearing this stuff for sure so let's see since you find your products yourself do you have VAs list them for you
1: Uh, The VAs list them on my um, product page. Yeah, I do. I have someone writing my product page and stuff. Uh, Like I said, you want to outsource most of your jobs (laughs) and your business and then focus on one aspect or two aspects of your business.
0: That's awesome. And they said uh, another question that came in. When we kill the ad set, when do we know the ad set is a failure?
1: If it's breaking even and you're not getting any sales on that ad set, that's when you kind of know it's, it's failing, you
0: know? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's the whole point folks is that, you know, just to have a methodology in, in place so that, you know, you're not going to lose your shirt in Facebook ads, I would say, you know, there's no right or wrong. It's really about, you know, just having a measure in place, some, something that you're willing to risk to test to find out does it have potential or not? Yeah. Would you say? Yeah.
1: I would say, I mean, yeah, you got to test everything. But like I said, like, this is how I usually tell people that are obsessing over Facebook and what method to use. I tell Mm -hmm. them, hey, it's 40%. So how I I call this like a success formula in dropshipping is 40% is your product. 40% is your creative. 20% is your method, Facebook ad method. So don't focus so much on the 20%. Focus on making a really, really good creative for a really, really good product. And whatever you do here, so if you have a really good product, you have a really good creative, you have a really bad method of testing, that thing still going to be profitable. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like even if you don't know what you're doing on Facebook, but you have a really good creative, you're going to be profitable. But let's say if you your Facebook ad method testing is on point and you have a really bad video and a bad product, there's no way you can actually make that work just to make it easier for you guys. This is kind of how I would say I would go about testing and like not focusing on what's important the
0: most. Really good. That's really good. Very well explained too. And you know, one of the things I was just remembering here while we still have time to talk about it, which was, I'm going to show this on the screen here. This was the page we had for the Skydive event in LA and it's showing on the screen right now. Really man, I was really looking forward to this event. We had this uh, happen, hey. (laughs) It will happen this year. It was Nas, myself, Kevin Zhang, Emma Reed, Van Dennis, Paul Lee, Ryan Matthews, Noah Brewer, Alex, AC Hampton. All coming. I mean and I was at the place ready to go, everything was going, and uh, you know, maybe share the story what kind of happened uh, leading up to it. No
1: worries. So yeah, well, it was supposed to be it, it happened literally, like I think the lockdown happened like couple of days before the event, right? Then they were like, okay, this is serious. you gotta actually stay home. So I had the whole like villa uh, with Paul and like everything booked, and then we had like we planned a whole overnight uh, pajama party for VIP mastermind. And uh, we were going to do a two-day event. First day, we are going to go skydiving and then go to the dinner that I was... uh, I already got a chef to actually cook for us. And then we're going to have a dinner, a nice dinner. And then we're going to have the mastermind. And then the late night VIP mastermind. then the next day was supposed to be day two of mastermind um, brunch. And pool party, pool party, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping. I mean, I, the place still booked, actually, but I. It's just the date. It, it's still not like I. I, I postponed it to June, uh-huh. but I mean, we're still flexible to change it because of this whole thing going on. And with this guy, that also the same thing because they were trying to charge me like four percent or something cancellation fee. Then I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I should just postpone this. So I just postponed it to June and I said, you can postpone it as much as like, you need to. But I mean, I like to be positive and like, things are looking, you know, better. <laughs> and then people are coming to conclusion that it's not as bad that they thought it was. I know the beaches are open. Oh, actually, beaches open today at the, in LA area. Oh, wow.
0: Area. Yeah, okay. so they're,
1: they're trying to open up things. So it all depends on the type of person. I know a lot of people have mixed opinion about this whole thing of of like some people are really like concerned and some people are not I personally I think you just gotta listen to your gut and like see you know like what is actually like question everything I don't say believe everything that obviously be cautious but also question everything that around you and what's happening and like a lot of things like a lot of doctors not coming out from like and they're doing antibody tests here and it, it shows that half of LA already had it so i'm kind of confused like the death rate is like extremely low now if actually half of la had it you know what i'm saying so yeah. you got to kind of question these things yourself and figure out if it's worth actually worrying you in the long term i don't know how i got to this conversation oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah I mean, well i mean that's what kind of put a hold on on the whole event and yeah, uh, yeah leading up to it i mean the the event itself was going viral. I think it was something that we, we thought it's was still
1: like gonna happen. It's still gonna happen. If things <coughs> go right, who you knows in two or three months or whatever, we'll still book for June. But if things actually like if it's if it's go if it goes well, we're gonna keep it. If it doesn't, it's we're gonna postpone it like a couple other months, but it's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you uh listening and still wanna join us, I mean that'll that'll be happen. So when things do clear up and I don't know if things are going to get back to normal the way things were, but there'll be a new normal, and uh, of and if anything, I mean, online business itself and e is just like even more important and and kind of more valuable at, at this point than ever. Absolutely. And to to get a chance, I mean, the names that I just you know read off of the list who was going to be there, showing it on the screen again is just like really awesome. I mean, a lot of great people that were here, and to get a chance to connect with with each of us in person and dive into, you know, the latest and greatest things that are happening is just really awesome. So I'm sc- scrolling through the screen for those that are seeing live. But I mean, everyone was just going to bring a lot of value and be able to connect It just turned into a really awesome event. I was really looking forward oh, to man. it. And skydiving, thats that was my bucket list. I was like, I need to go skydiving uh-huh. with So I was. I
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's going to be bigger and better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when it happens. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to bring up, the uh I remember and to give you exposure, are you still promoting the the course that you had? What was that called?
1: Econ playbook, yeah. The
0: playbook? Okay. Yeah. yeah Ecom let, me,
1: playbook.
0: let me show that up here for sure. So I'd say, <laughs> you know, definitely for those that have been maybe you could share what what goes on behind the econ playbook.
1: Yeah, of course. So econ playbook is kind of a community I've created. I don't, I don't want to just call it the course because it's a community to me. Since, oh okay. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's just like a very involved, not only a material that you could study everything that I personally do, like in my business, but also like in our Facebook group, I pretty much update everything that I do in there weekly. So like everybody's who's in in this community, they like they're updated that they know what's you know what's changing on Facebook. So that's something that I do it's you can study like it's kind of like a self study material i guess you can learn on your own time or whatever you can put one hour you know aside a day or however you want to learn we've been getting a lot a lot of great results from it like i have i think the best students that i had he just hit like half a mil- half a million in sales so you know i i give out everything that can make you successful it's just up to you to you know take the action and make it happen for yourself
0: yeah yeah, for sure. No, that's really awesome, and thanks for uh, sharing. And you've been keeping it up to date as well. All that, all that good Always.
1: stuff. Yeah, everything that I do, actually, even before posting on YouTube or anything, I post it there, and it's way more detailed, way more into compared to anything that I post, like you know, to public. So I yeah. share everything in there, every little things, every little help that you know, things that. Like the eBay trick, like people knew that from a couple months ago, or like you know things that <laughs> that i like I personally struggle with. Like, let's say when things changes and I find a solution for, it, so I share it with people and they could if they're you know they can benefit from it too.
0: Yeah, well that's really good to know, and uh, and it's good to know that it's more than just a course, but a community to plug in with to Absolutely. to stay up to date for sure. Yeah, thanks for doing that. Man, I tell you, this is really awesome, man. A lot of the people that were here asking questions, but I think we'll... Let's see. Do you feel like getting, taking on any more questions? What do you think?
1: If you want, I actually have like <laughs> a lot of questions on my Instagram. Like, hello. Oh, yeah? a lot of, I don't even want to scroll down, but if whatever, up to you. <laughs> Someone is asking what's the cost of the events my, on my thing.
0: Oh, uh, Yeah.
1: Per- there's different packages. You can just DM me. I'll sh- I'll tell you how much they are if you want to come day 1, day 2 or however you want to do it. You can message me.
0: Awesome. Yeah. That- yeah, pick up a few questions that you have in your Instagram. Let's do okay. that. Okay.
1: Who's asking? Who, who's jumped out of the plane before? <laughs> a lot of people are like asking me. I know one of people's fear is like, but am I am I the only one? I've never jumped. Uh, I'm, like ninety nine percent of people never jumped out of a plane. So <laughs> everybody's gonna be doing tandem. <laughs> don't worry. If that's like what's holding you back from coming to the event. Well, how
0: many times have you jumped now? Was it over
1: Maybe like forty? I think forty something now. I don't even remember. Wow. Yeah, forty something. I'm actually a noob. Like I'm not consider anything like people that i you know like skydive but they have a thousand two thousand skydives and i'm like the baby noob who's just skydiving i feel like a lot of people like ask and about dropshipping question they're like oh i'm just getting started i don't know anything i'm like i know exactly how it feels to get started i'm like that noob in skydiving yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and let's see someone asking that's a good question what product cost price range do you focus on? I kind of have the sweet spot that I pretty much all the products that I sell are around this price. Uh, I look for anything under $20 to sell and I sell them between 30 to $50 because after 50 or $60, people are not going to be impulse buyers anymore. They just need to like, they'd be like, Oh, i got to think about it. So I like to find, you know, like, especially for beginners, Sell products under fifty, sixty dollars, and then find the products. The original cost should be under twenty dollars, and you would want to give it at least twenty dollars profit margin.
0: Really good, really good. Yeah. No, this is awesome stuff for sure. And I know we're coming close to the end of the hour, and I want to be respectful of your time too. Yeah. So I would say now, well, let's see. So, what does a day in your lo- look day in your life look like now? Now that you're actually yeah. stuck at home, but still doing things like what? Uh,
1: you know what? Not much is different. <laughs> <And> <laughs> the only thing that I don't really, really like is the gym being closed because I can't go work out. That's like the most important part of my yeah. day.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But now, one thing that I started doing is I run with my dog. I, I never thought I would get into running, but I apparently I'm, I've been running for the last two weeks. Like I do like three, four miles. Like I walk, jog, whatever you want to call it. It's pretty. <laughs> it's intense for me because I'm a gym person. I like to be in the gym. So that's what I do usually early in the morning. Then I get home, I check, check on my ads, make sure everything is okay. During the day, I focus on, you know, my students' consultation calls. Sometimes I started doing consultation calls. So I do that. I make one day I have just for YouTube, making YouTube videos. Then at night, I talk to my supplier, making sure that everything is sent out, everything is good. I talk to my VAs at night just because they're in a different time zone. And um, that's all about it. But I've been just, you know, kind of
0: doing yeah. the same thing, just not gym time anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of the response I get. Like for most people, like, you know, yeah, I've, well, I've been working from home most of the time. So, like, not much has changed aside from not going out. And I see your dog in the background there. Who can say, what's her name again?
1: Uh-huh. Oh, you get all doggy. What
0: are over there? Did I tell
1: you you can get on my bed? She's usually not allowed on the bed. I think she really wanted to be in the video. Yeah. (laughs) Usually not allowed
0: on the bed. Oh really? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well (laughs) while I was sitting here, Bear came up too and he was like came, but then he he walked away.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's That's cool. Awesome.
0: Well, really good stuff. Well, thanks for taking the time out to to be on the podcast for sure. I think this was really awesome. and you know, answering a lot of great questions that came in from the audience. So for those that that checked in was really good. And I think it's awesome because you guys get a chance to catch this live and then the podcast will be you know produced a little bit later which is great so yeah i'd say again you know be sure to check out naz i mean on on youtube for sure she's definitely you know putting a lot of great value in, on her youtube videos and then you know her her course and community that she just described you know she's the real deal so uh, i would say definitely plug in with naz she, she's one to, to definitely uh, get connect with connected with for sure so as we bring this to a wrap i want to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks with the audience so i'll let you take it away
1: oh oh thanks thank you guys again for listening and staying here and watching and supporting me I know last time that we had a podcast, I had a lot of people like uh, reaching out from listening to our podcast and getting inspired and starting. So hopefully this also does the same thing. Maybe this time reaching bigger audience, inspiring them to get into, you know, do what you want to do. And like, not necessarily online business, but whatever that your heart desires that you would want to get started, like you would want to like there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing what you want to do and i think you should just you should go after what you want to do i know it's a lot of fear and re- like you're you have a lot of fear of failing and all that we all have that no matter what you are in your life you all have that you got to kind of figure out why you have that fear and just go after what you want you know
0: very well said well thank you naz yeah we'll be in touch soon
1: awesome i'll talk to you soon
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tech Money Talks podcast. It's officially sponsored by Spotify and Anchor FM. Tune in every weekday to Ask Mac on Tech Money Talks Live. It's at 2 p.m. Central every weekday on YouTube or Facebook. Simply go to youtube.com slash techmoneytalks or go to facebook.com slash techmoneytalks. If you want to learn how to make money with no money, then go to dropshipbyphone.com. Go to dropshipbyphone.com. Be on the fast track to starting your own business. You can work with me personally. It's my Dropship Funnels Done For You service. I work with you one on one to build your own store and get your very own sales fast in dropshipping. You can go to dropshipfunnels.com to find out more information.